what is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bib DeVoe. Yours truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This, this is Invo. This is India Ari. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. It's radio from a woman's perspective with Lonnie Love. Yo-Yo and me, Angelique. We're going to talk a little politics this weekend with the new president of the Rainbow Push Coalition. We're going to get into Jesse Jackson's legacy and the state of black America. Yo-Yo got a bunch of stuff going on. Happy you know, it's, it's anniversary. Down, it's downright delicious. I'll be whipping in that kitchen. Every dish that I'll be making be what? Finger licking, weather slops, rolls of steak, seven cakes, a penny pasta. Who got you? My kitchen's hotter. Mama Mia's daughter. All right. All right, I'm cooking with you. I know you said penne pasta, but it really sounded like you said penne okay. pasta. Like all of that, girl. You know, I'm from Cali. I'm from Cali. Tan is tan. Terry is teary. You know, we say things a little different. The cooking show has been going so well. Downright delicious. Only on Aspire. Every Tuesday night. You have Downright Delicious with Yo-Yo. It's become so successful for myself. And, you know, that's my happy place where I got a chance to really talk to my family, bring people inside my home, share a dish, share a conversation and invite them into my life. On Only on Aspire, 50 Years of Hip Hop, we've been blowing up everywhere. Have you guys seen any of the shows? Have you made it to any of the hip hop shows? I no. saw you on Essence brought, doing your thing. Essence, well, I saw you at the award show doing your thing. So yeah, um, we've seen you. BET Hip Hop Awards. It feels so good to see the bridge being connected. I mean, 34 years for me in hip hop. I'm seeing Curtis Blow. I mean, Public Enemy and just just a range of people sitting on the stage with T.I. And we've never really crossed paths outside of just performing. But to really celebrate hip hop together really is a special place for us. So Grammys 50 is coming up. We are taping November. It's airing. December the 10th and Grant the Grammys is celebrating 50 years of hip hop. You'll check your girl out. Cafe Mocha's very own YO YO. Um, yeah. Celebrating 50 years of hip hop representing the IBWC and um, all of the things that hip hop has done for me. That's so wonderful. How does it feel, you know, celebrating 50 years? I mean, really? you know, the trials and tribulations have been so up and down, Lonnie, you know, starting at 17 years old, being 52 right now. It really has been a, a complete challenge, a complete struggle. Just staying with it. I mean, like you said, in anything we do, just finding that in between. That's why um, all of the projects that I've been a part of, Martin, Television, Boys in the Hood, Strap, you name it, has been so successful and helpful for me. But the biggest challenge for me was the journey to continue. And that was getting real with myself, finding my truth and hip hop being able to challenge me. You know, speaking of hip hop, we cannot talk about hip hop without talking about Tupac. And of recent news, there have been a lot of uh, uh, mm. movement in his uh, arrest of his killer. What are your thoughts on that, Yo-Yo? You know, I'm, I'm very happy to see that they've come up with an arrest. You know, they've been talking about it for a while. And at some point, in my life, I've put it on the back burner, like, oh, okay, you got to go on. You just can't let that harper on you. You know, the fact that they're saying so many people were involved, people were connected with it. You know, it's just so many still, I'm just waiting on them to come to the final decision um, of what really happened, put it out on the forefront and let Tupac and his fans rest. Why do you think this, family. This, this, this enigma still after so long with Tupac and with Biggie like 
this this longing of 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 you know their music it, and the mystery and and understanding what actually happened with them and it, it was so it was so much it was so it was so much play going on i mean you know it was so much with with it was political to be totally honest i mean you had a lot of police officers involved with this murder you had a lot of you know you had a lot of people in higher power connected to um these individuals who had some kind of connection and it just was a sticky situation from the beginning, you know, so to see it finally coming to an end really feels good. I know to the family more important than me. Well, happy 50 years of hip hop. You are part of this legacy and history. I have to ask you and Angelique one question. When you think of hip hop, 50 years of hip hop, what comes to your mind? What song would you like to hear Lonnie? If they said, we're celebrating 50 years of hip hop. Lonnie, give me one song. What's that song? Oh, it's so many songs, but it would probably be It's Like That from Run DMC because I can oh. remember when I was in college, um, me and my friend, uh, we had a talent show and we uh, we dressed up like Run DMC. Shut up. <laughs> and, and we did It's Like That. And then I can remember Run DMC came to Prairie View and it was like we were in the front row and we and and I will never forget that uh, Ron looked at me and my friend because we were we knew all the songs. And he said, these two been jamming all night. <laughs> it was just the best. So it's like that. That that's my song. What about you, Angelique? I'm sorry. I know this is going to sound crazy that I would love Players Anthem by Junior Mafia, but I love Junior Mafia. <laughs> no, that's I, I just going to say something for Frank Sinatra. Like, girl, you got a rapper. New York, New York by Mr. Sinatra. <laughs> but I also like Junior Mafia. <laughs> that's funny. What about you, Yo-Yo? What's, what do you think when you think hip hop? Well, Slick Rick for one, or um, here's a little story I got to tell. Are the Beastie Boys about to rap? Uh, 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 you know, we asked Beastie for one Boys. Song, I, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I would have to say um, yours. I said a hip hop, a hip to the hip, uh, hip hop. That don't started it all. To the bang bang. Yes, that started it all. That started it all. Uh, Rappers Delight, Sugar Hill Gang Rappers started Delight, it all. Sugar Hill Gang, yes. Definitely. Well, definitely, we didn't think hip hop would make it this far, but it did, and it will continue. And we will continue. This is Cafe Mocha. On the way, we're talking to the new president of the Rainbow Push Coalition. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love, and Yo-Yo on the line. Dr. Pastor Frederick Haynes, the new, brand new president and CEO of Rainbow Push Coalition. Welcome to Cafe Mocha. Oh, I'm honored. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure to share with you. I appreciate uh, what you all do for so many and for the beautiful energy that you bring, but also most importantly for the service that you render. Thank you. Well, congratulations on being uh, announced as the new president and CEO of Rainbow Push Coalition. Uh, What does it mean to follow in the footsteps of Reverend Jesse Jackson? Well, I guess I could begin with wow om to the gz i could go on and on to talk about uh or utilize superlatives uh that first speak of 
how much I admire and respect and appreciate uh, Reverend Jackson. Reverend Jackson has achieved the status of being an icon, a legend. As far as I'm concerned, uh, he belongs on Mount Rushmore when it comes to great leadership. Uh, He has changed so much uh, in this country and around the world because he never has been limited uh, to impacting America, though he has. Uh, he also was the one who went to Russia, who went to Armenia, who went to Iraq, uh, who went to Syria uh, to rescue uh, persons who were, you know, hostage, held hostage, and how we need that kind of Jesse Jackson spirit uh, today. So on the one hand, uh, I'll say that, you know, wow, because he is without question uh, one of my heroes, uh, a game changer. And so the fact that he would you know, tap me to serve as his successor is beyond mind-blowing. I'll be honest with you and say that when he first uh, approached me about it, you know, I asked if he, and I know he doesn't drink, I said, well, did you start drinking? Are you smoking? Is there something, you know, wrong? Because uh, you must be out of your mind. And I say that with respect, but you done gone crazy. So, yeah, so don't judge me, but I was concerned. Nobody's out of their mind. The announcement uh, guarded the attention of the White House. Uh, The Vice President Kamala Harris personally congratulated you on your new role. How did that feel? Oh, wow. I mean, again, you're talking about a double barrel. uh, I'm making up a word now. Blown awayness. Uh, that's all one word, okay? Hashtag blown awayness. Uh, because Kamala Harris, I I've known her for many years, uh, but I've always, you know, again been looking up to her. I met her when she was DA in San Francisco. I grew up there, and so uh, to have the vice president, you know, give me a shout out is yeah. something that I will cherish forever. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Dr. Frederick Haynes, the new president and CEO of Rainbow Push Coalition. I want to get down to something that affects the community. And, you know, every day on social media, we're sitting here watching and being bombarded by this police brutality on on American citizens, on Black people. And I wonder, as you, right. as you look, what do you see your role as sort of helping us through this time period? Yeah, thank you so much for that. Uh, number one, I think it's going to be very important uh, that I do what Reverend Jackson has been known for doing, and that is uh, it's going to be so crucial that I show up uh, in those spaces where injustice uh, has taken lives injustice is ruining lives. Injustice is poisoning uh, what it means to be an American democracy. And so first, it's a matter of showing up. Secondly, uh, it's a matter of casting a vision of what this country ought to look like. And so as it relates to policing, uh, I think that it is imperative that we rethink uh, public safety. Uh, The word that has been used is reimagine public safety because in a real sense, too many of us ain't safe when it comes to being policed. And there's a difference between being policed, uh, which is happening on our side of town, as opposed to experiencing protection, service, and public safety, which is often taking place on the other side of town. And that has to do with, uh, I think, uh, James Baldwin said it years ago. He said that this country had to reconcile its hypocrisy in terms of, okay, we call ourselves a democracy, but we're building this democracy 
democracy on the backs of slaves. So what do we do uh, to bridge what is a hypocritical chasm? And they came up with the three-fifths compromise, which basically saw us as less than human. And so when we see George Floyd with a knee in his neck, when we see uh, Trayvon Martin killed the way he was, Mike Brown left for four and a half hours in the streets, uh, Baldwin is right. He said that they did not see us as human. And then he goes on to conclude, and because they did not see us as human, it's written into the Constitution of this country. The sad reality is what was declared about us back then continues to haunt us right now. And so as far as I'm concerned, it's very important that this country starts to see our humanity, because as long as you don't see people as human, you will treat them as animals and animals uh, when they don't act right. Uh, you got to put them down. And so I think that our policing, policing system, it sees us as less than human. And that has to be changed. And by that, I mean, we have to reimagine, okay, so what does public safety look like? How do we in this country move to creating the kind of public safety that sees the humanity of all people as opposed to seeing us as threats, as weaponized, as persons who should be put down as opposed to as persons who are humans created in God's image who deserve protection, safety, and if it's necessary, uh, de-escalation. Uh, because we've seen that the police know how to de-escalate folk they think is dangerous. Uh, I mean, when you look at what happened in South Carolina uh, with Dylan Roof going into a church, killing nine people, and yet they saw his humanity bought him lunch at a fast food joint, arrested him. But guess what? He's still living. And all I'm saying is if Dylan Roof can kill nine people in church and you see his humanity, can you not see the humanity of Mike Brown, of, 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 of Breonna Taylor, of all of the persons whose lives have been taken simply because they were not seen as human. So that's our charge. And that's what we'll be fighting for. And, which I love so much. You know, there's so much de-escalation we have to do within our communities as well. There's a lot of, you know, mental illness amongst our, our men, our, our community that needs to be addressed. I know we need more black men power in our urban communities. There's a lot of mothers crying out for help for their young black men yes. because so many fathers have been taken from the home have not been able to be uh, available for the family. How are, is the coalition, or have you thought about how the coalition is planning on uh, coming back into the community, helping families who've been taken away from their kids? Right. And so you just said the main word right there with the coalition coming back into the community. That's the key. Offering a presence. And then one of the things that Reverend Jackson has talked about for years is this program of 1000 Churches Connected, where in our largest markets, we organize uh, 20 churches in the 50 largest markets. And we basically say, OK, we've got these church facilities that except for Sunday and maybe Wednesday uh, are open and we need to make them safe spaces for mental health. And so one of the things that we're going to be doing is partnering with churches around this country and creating safe spaces for mental health, creating freedom schools, creating citizenship education spaces where we educate people about voting. Because I read something a few days ago that messed me up. Nine and a half million black people who voted in 2012 who voted in 2008, they don't vote anymore. They haven't voted since. They're still living, but they're not voting now. We know they voted for Obama, but after Obama, they stopped voting. The question becomes why? We need to create a place where mothers can drop their badass sons off. 
that <laughs> want to disrespect them listen, because there's no listen. man present. And we used to, my mother used to say, I'm going to take you to, I'm going to take you to CPS. I'm going to drop you off. At the, I'm going I'm to send you to the police station. You know, my mother used to right. say that, but now that's right. not a safe place for a mother to say that they want to drop their sins. No. A place that black mothers can. I like that. To, I like to, that. To send their sons so they can get some structure. Real talk, real talk. And so, again, I think that's why the whole church model and partnering churches with the alphas, the Qs, the sigmas, the kappas, and forming these coalesced bodies and connecting with our professionals who are already engaged in the work of counseling, mental health, the like. If we form a coalition with all of those and what we'll, what we will serve as that hub that brings together that coalition, then we can begin to de-escalate amongst ourselves. I really like that you said that because it's one thing to have the police de-escalate. It's another thing to make sure we know how to de-escalate in our own communities. I love that. It's Cafe Mocha, Lonnie Love, Angelique Yoya. On the line, Dr. Frederick Haynes, new president and CEO of Rainbow Push Coalition. Dr. Reverend Haynes, how can people join Rainbow Push and why should they? Thank you for that. You can join Rainbow Push by going to our website, rainbowpush.org. I want to suggest we join Rainbow Push for at least three reasons. Number one, Rainbow Push has a rich history and we're continuing that tradition of fighting for economic justice, economic equality. Last week I was in Ohio at the headquarters for Honda and challenging them to keep doing what they had started doing after Reverend Jackson threatened a boycott of them in 2015. And that is we need what black owned dealerships. We need black procurement opportunities for black businesses. We need to see black people in the C-suite area in Honda. And because of his threatened boycott in 2015, Honda stepped up. And so we're doing that across the board because too many companies are getting rich on black dollars, but the black community is not benefiting from the black dollars being spent with those communities. So we're, we're about that. We're doing that. Number two, uh, we should support Rainbow Push because of our educational endeavors. As we all know, uh, there is an attack on our public school system. Uh, what's happening in Florida and Texas, uh, basically you have governors who are campaigning to be grand wizards and they are attacking public education. And Rainbow Push, it grew because Jesse Jackson was in the school saying, I am somebody. And so we're going back to doing that. But we're also pushing for educational equity. We're also pushing for a curriculum that is culturally relevant and sensitive. And we're saying we're going to override what DeSantis is doing in Florida, what Abbott is doing in Texas, and we are going to push for education across this country that is culturally responsive education that speaks to our kids and does not attack our kids because we are telling the truth about this country, about its history and what's going on. And so that's Rainbow Push. Also, uh, the third piece is this, and that is Rainbow Push is going to be about engaging in the political process. I was starting to say earlier the fact that nine million black voters are missing since 2012. They're still living, but they are not voting. Red Reverend Jackson, during his 84 and 88 campaigns, Reverend Jackson 
registered 79 million new voters. We're going to pick that baton back up. We're already working with Until Freedom in Kentucky. We're working with a campaign that's taking place in the state of Florida with Melanie Campbell uh, because we're going to register uh, millions of new voters, but not only register them, we're going to educate them about the political process because we know civic government was taken out of schools to dumb down the public, and we're going to educate the public, especially our communities to connect the dots between what's happening in D.C., in state capitals, in local bodies with what happens in their home, on their job. Because if you don't connect the dots, sad reality is we don't see the need to vote and be involved. You know, Pastor Haynes, I am so glad you are leading the charge for us with Rainbow Push. Congratulations once again. And again, join Rainbow Push and Pastor Haynes uh, because this is a very pivotal voting year coming up and just fighting for thank our you. rights. Thank you for taking that charge, Pastor. And thank you. And thank you so much. I, ho- I hope to work with you to get people registered to vote, to educate them about 2024, because 2024 represents a crossroads. This country is going to either continue toward becoming a democracy or this neo-fascist movement that we saw expressed January 6th and in too many other expressions and manifestations, it's going to take us out. And so I hope that we can partner and make this thing happen. We definitely will. Thank you so much for stepping into Cafe Mocha. Hey, ain't no place like Cafe Mocha. I'm taking a sip right now. Thank you. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor A. <laughs> Take care. Thank you so much. Reverend Dr. Frederick Haynes is the new president of the Rainbow Push Coalition. More on the way on Cafe Mocha. We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.
It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique and Lonnie Love. Every DJ knows if you want to get the party going, all you have to do is put on the song Poison, watch what happens. People of all ages, races, hit the dance floor. And the man behind the group, Belle Biv DeVoe, is with us right now, Mr. Michael Bivens. Hello. Welcome to Cafe Mocha. Thank y'all for having me. Hi, Lonnie. Hi, Angelique. What's going on? You know, <laughs> you got a lot happening. But let's talk about this documentary on All Black um, called The Hustle. Tell us about it. Uh, well, it's the story. It's um, As of today, it's a 55-year-old story. As I celebrate my birthday, it's, um, it's, it's taking you to the roots of uh, where we come from. Orchard Park Projects is showing you the things that um, the New Edition story didn't show you, what the projects really look like some of the folk in the project got raised us and it's um, the origin of new edition. You know, mm-hmm. some people think it started in a talent show. Some people think it started in a living room rehearsal, but we all met in a basketball gym. So it, it takes you places that the story didn't take you. And then it just chronologically moves you through my life, you know, as an artist, as an executive, you know, as a community guy, as a father, as a husband, you know, all of the good things that i um, you start doing as you move through life. You start evolving and you start figuring out the next step. So it's it's a great story from 1968 all the way up to 2023. Wow. And why did you choose the streaming service All Black? Because I love All Black. Well, to be honest with you, I was um, shopping it and, um, you know, I was at ABC and then I went through Viacom and I found myself um, trying to help them understand there was a time frame I wanted it to hit. And a lot of people were talking 2024, but I knew with this hip hop 50 is coming, mm. we're going to be bombarded with so many stories and everything that I was like, listen, I got to get in before the runway get crazy. <laughs> and it's just so happened. Um, my producer, Yvonne, was working with AMC for the Harlem Festival. And um, I saw the gentleman, Michael, was over advertising. He saw me speaking at a dinner. And um, we just became cool. And then he heard I was doing the story. And then they leaned into it and put me with Brett, who was over there at AMC. And come to find out. Brett was like, Mike, you you don't even remember. I'm like, what? He said, man, when I wanted to be in the business, I reached out to Biv 10 Records, man, and I became an intern. So a dude that I gave a shot years ago in the 90s is the president of All Black. And I said to myself, yo, the circle is so real. But they just understood what I wanted. And they was willing to help me put it out when I wanted to put it out. And they're great people, and they did a better deal. The deal is right. Hustle is streaming on All Black. So it's very important, people. And it's the inspirational story of a young basketball player from the projects with NBA Dreams who changes the course of R&B music as we know it. And it's Mr. Bivens, Grammy winner, Belle Bib DeVoe, new edition. It's just, it goes on and on. But how did, you're such a businessman. I remember, you sent me a jacket one time. You don't remember this, but it was through <laughs> Yvette Nicole Brown and you sent oh, a wow. jacket. Do you remember that? I absolutely did. And she took care of all her girls. That's right. I sure did. Mm-hmm. And you're always like the business aspect. Where did that come from? Was it your dad? Was it your mom? Is it just in you? Where did that come from? Well, it comes from the title. I, I mean, I've been hustling. You know what I mean? Since I was about eight or nine, different hustles. 
I used to sweep floors out of barbershop to get a free haircut. I made up that job because I thought the barbershop I went through, dude's shop was always dirty. And I'm like, dude, you need someone to sweep your floors. So I made up my job. I got a free cut every Saturday. <laughs> In the morning after that, I shot up to the supermarket, Blair's, and I bagged bags for the older ladies who wanted to catch cabs. So I bagged their bag, rolled the cart to the curb. You got two quarters then. You got a quarter bag and a quarter putting them in the cab. And then on Thursday, the bakery, the white guy in the hood that made all the cakes, he ain't like to take his trash out. So I take his trash from the front door to the curb and got a dollar every Thursday. That was the beginning of my hustle right there. Those three jobs helped me understand the importance of keeping some money in your pocket. Wow. Wow. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. We're talking to Michael Bivens. His new documentary, The Hustle, premieres August 24th on All Black. Take us back to that basketball court when you guys met. Take us back there. How old were you and what happened that would later become New Edition? Well, we were 10 and 9. You know, me and Ricky were kind of 10 at the same time, maybe for one month. And Bobby was 9. He's a year younger than me. And um, we were just playing in the gym, Orchard Park neighborhood gym. And Ralph and Ricky were on the Celtics. Me and Bob was on the Warriors. There's only four teams. And we just kind of knew each other then, but Ralph and Ricky were a duet and me and Bobby was in two other groups. And so me and Bob stopped performing with the two other groups and we merged with Ricky. And then we went and got two new members, Travis and Corey, which are in the movie. And I was in 78 and that didn't work out. Two years later, we decided to do it again. And Ricky said, I think I got the right person. So then it was just Bobby, Ricky, Ralph and myself. And then a year and a half later, Ronnie joined the group. So that was about 81, 82. And then boom, Candyville came in 83. So it was levels to it. It took us five years to get to the song. What was it like, though? Because you guys were little boys, not barely teenagers. What was it like for you getting that deal and dealing with the business aspect as a child? That was grown man's business. See the pictures painted. When, when we got the deal, I almost didn't sign the deal. Mm. That's in the movie, too. You know, like the deal didn't mean that much to me like it did to them. I remember I'm going I'm going to the league in my head. They're going to be Michael Jackson. So I almost didn't sign the paper. My mom pulled me in the hallway and said, you're going to sign that paper. You're not going to leave that money on the table. Okay. <laughs> and so, so because of that $500, she made me sign the paper. Because I thought signing the paper was going to alter my dream. But signing the paper helped my dream, the one I didn't have. So I wasn't into business. I was still kind of one foot in the group Mm -hmm. and one foot playing basketball back home. So every time we traveled to do something, it was almost like I couldn't wait to get back home. But they were, you know, having the time of their life. And so I was just kind of not into nothing, just kind of out of my element, you know, and um it wasn't until some bad things went down with the money that I realized how much it affected them. It didn't affect me. Mm-hmm. But when I realized how much it affected them, then that's when I realized maybe I need to pay attention to something that everybody else ain't paying attention to. Oh. And that's when I started getting into business. But I ain't come through the door with a briefcase. I came mm-hmm. through the door with a basketball. <laughs> so, right. you know, it, it was kind of different. I was aloof. Right. It, it didn't affect me one bit. Someone said, yo, they took y'all's money. I'm like, and? Okay, well, cool. You know, it, it didn't, you know, didn't bother me. It bothered our parents, though. It bothered right. Bob and Ricky. <laughs> Them little cats was hot. 
but I wasn't hot. Why wasn't you I didn't hot? Get hot for a minute. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. When, when you hear that story about the dollar eighty seven, right? They like, hey, they went on tour. They came home with a dollar eighty seven, right? And everyone was upset. But at that time, my mom was giving me two dollars a day, so it didn't affect me the way it affected them. Cause I felt like the group was thirteen cents short, but I was thirteen cents up, so it didn't hit me. Mm-hmm. It didn't bother me, but all the money we made and then to come home with a dollar eighty-seven. That's how much I was out of it. I know that sounds crazy, but it's the honest that God truth. When they told me the story, I was playing in the game. I'm like, damn, why y'all so mad? It's like, like they took all our money. I'm like, dude, I keep two dollars in my pocket every day, man. They ain't even register. This documentary, Michael, what do you want the viewers to take away from your documentary, The Hustle? A lot of redirection to happen, you know, no matter how passionate you are or how much you feel, you know, you need to be going to the left. If God directs you to the right, just go with it. You know, because I was living in the time when they used to say one out of a million make it out of the hood to the league. Mm-hmm. But one out of a million make it from the head into the music business, too. Mm-hmm. So what they needed in terms of a little street, a little bit of grit, a little bit of fashion, a little bit of business is what I brought to them. What I needed from them was come over here with us. We're good. We'll help you become better. You know, we're going to lead the way. You could just kind of sit in the background till you find your way. And it felt like it was a perfect marriage. What they needed, I had. What I didn't have, they were great at. And we just found a way to just click me in. Because you got to remember what I said. I was in the group with Bobby Brown, Ricky Bell, and Ralph Resnick two years before Ronnie came. So I'm just three lead singers. So I'm just kind of like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hanging out. Mm-hmm. I'm dancing by myself. You know, it's lonely back there by yourself. You know, I ain't got too many parts. You know, it's not until Ronnie came, I was like, okay, now I got a little dancing partner, a little rapping partner, you know. So I'm hanging with that type of talent. So what I wanted them to get out of it is that, um, I found my way. And not only did I find my way in something I didn't think I was good at, I also became great at it. And I was able to push some other people on. And I was able to really push some points on the board. And I was able to do it at a young age. So it's just almost like allow your redirection to happen. I like that. Allow your redirection to happen. How do you keep, because we see you guys, we see New Edition. First of all, congratulations for getting everybody back in the group how do you keep it fresh michael you know how you keep it fresh real chalk you pay attention you know how you when you cut yourself off and you're just in your own mirror then you're only seeing your reflection you got to move around you got to see someone else's thing you got to study someone else you have to keep the knowledge of the new information and you can't just sit on what you just did. You got to look at, okay, well, what's the next layer? What's the next step? And, you know, what's the next void? And that allows you to keep it fresh. It doesn't always come from you. It comes from the inspiration of somebody else. The documentary is called The Hustle of at 617 Mike Biv. We've got more with Michael Bivens coming up. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is The Espresso. I'm Angelique. LeBron James' son, Bronny, missed the opening game at USC. He's still recovering from the cardiac arrest he suffered over the summer. But LeBron is hopeful. Um, If he's cleared and um, 
will be not too long away from him being back on the floor and back with his teammates and practicing and um, with the notion of being back on the floor and playing in game situations. So. Voting rights activist Stacey Abrams knows why people are giving Vice President Kamala Harris so much grief. We cannot ignore that misogyny and racism remain very prevalent in our politics. Our expectations are set for the traditional white male vice president. And Yolanda Adams is back with season two of Kingdom Business on BET. Someone shot me. You don't remember? I don't remember anything. I'm a walking miracle. I can feel the pews. Let me be perfectly clear. You and Calvin no longer have a role at the church. The Espresso's brought to you by Charmin. We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? It's Cafe Mocha. We're on the line with Michael Bivens. Uh, his new documentary on All Black is called The Hustle. As we close, any advice? Because there are a lot of young people out here, Michael, that they see you, they see you successful, they love your music, they know that you're an entertainer and a business person. Do you have any advice, especially for our young Black brothers today, on how to deal with business and family? Well, you know, like I said, you, you pray on it before you sign the paperwork. And you um, you always try to look at it like, you know, when I'm getting into a deal, mm-hmm. do I have leverage to get out of the deal? Mm. Is it amicable? Can I go? Or am I binded by you? Do you have control over me? Or do I have control over my exes? Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that going into it because the advance is more than they ever had or the opportunity is what they was waiting for, but then they get locked in. But you, you, you make sure you pay attention to how you get out. And remember, when you go into anything, you have 100% ownership of it. It's you that give away the right. Mm-hmm. So be careful of your partner to make sure that, hey, this is my intellectual property and I'm willing to give you a piece. But I'm not willing to give you all of my peace. So when I leave, you have everything about me and I have nothing. And in terms of family, know the difference between trying to do business with family. Know the difference between staying close to your family while you're doing business. Trying to have a medium that you don't get so consumed in your career that you lose sight of family. Because when you kind of go back around again and it ain't going down, you might have missed some moments with your own family because you was too busy caught up in something else and that you can't bring back. So you got to have a happy balance. So it's important to stay tuned. I call this like Clark Kent. It's like Superman. Wear your suit, wear your glasses, and then wear your cape. Go back to your suit, wear your glasses, and then wear your cape. Try to just do both. Some people lean on one side too much. It's Cafe Mocha, Michael Bivens, The Hustle on All Black. Thank you. Cafe Mocha's at Howard University for the HBCU First Look Film Festival for Aspiring Filmmakers. It's November 10th through 12th. Go to HBCUFirstLook.com. That's HBCUFirstLook.com. Until next time, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Super Radio. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network. 
an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.